Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. No matter where you're up to in your divorce journey, disclosure will be part of the journey. This episode, we're going to cover a lot of questions asked by you, the listeners, but also what it is, when you'll need it, what it's used for, and how you can present it, but also what happens if your ex doesn't do it, or what happens if you don't want to do it. We're going to talk about all those different types of disclosures, and also we're going to give you a handy, free, downloadable disclosure checklist. So stick with us to the end and we'll tell you how to do that. Welcome, <laughs> Mum. Hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. So disclosure has become a, a huge part of everybody's journey recently, mm. Mum, more than the old days. Why is that? Mm. Um, well, disclosure has always been very important, but not everyone abided by it properly. Mm. Um, so disclosure for, for people who haven't got to that delightful part of their journey yet, um, is when you give documents to each other that prove what you've got in the bank or prove the things that you're saying. Mm. Okay. It's also superannuation. So, so children forth. or property. Children or property. There's a, there's an ongoing obligation of disclosure from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. You shouldn't have to be issuing subpoenas or wondering if they're hiding something. So the court puts that obligation fair on each of you mm-hmm. and you actually have to give an undertaking to the court that you have provided full disclosure. Mm. And also it goes on all through the case. So if you get a document today, it needs to go to the other side if it's relevant to the case. Right. And I know you're talking about court, but if anybody's listening who's nowhere near court, oh, yes. you also need disclosure right at the beginning with the pre-action mm. procedures mm. before you even go to mediation. Is that right? Yes. And this is a real big change. This was the when the central, central practice direction came out in uh, September 21 and the courts merged. They identified that often in the old system, people would get pretty well all the way to court before everything sort of came together and they could see for the first time what what everyone had and what the property pool was going to be and what had to be divided. Mm. So the court has issued this direction and made rules and penalties for not complying that you do all of that work at the beginning of your case. So mm. it does make a case more expensive at the start for people um, if you're represented by a lawyer, but it should shorten the time that people are in the court. And ultimately, I think the court's trying to get people through the system within 12 months instead of, let's face it, the yes. years in Australia in courts. Yes. Um, it was years. So we're going to give you some tips on how to keep your costs down when it comes to disclosure, yes. because there are some things that you can do. Mm. And so if anyone's listening, whether you're in uh, court proceedings or whether you're about to go to mediation or if you're just about to leave your partner, this is a great episode for you because, again, like Mum said, the subpoenaing is a thing that had to happen because people weren't disclosing. That's right. Um, yeah. And we do a DIY discovery episode that you can click yes. on the, in the show notes and listen to where we talk about how to do your own discovery to find out what their disclosure should be. But this episode is about disclosure. Mm. Yes. Which is you do, where, where I think a lot of expense happens at the beginning. When mm. you find a document, mm. you give it, your lawyer asks you for a document, you give the document to your lawyer, they read it, they charge, mm-hmm. they do a list, they send it. They <laughs> yeah. 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 So no matter where you are, let's have a listen to it. So first of all, mum, basically it's any document. 
Yeah, it is. any document relevant to the proceedings. Right. I remember as an article, can I do a story? Yes. <laughs> I was a young article clerk um, in a firm and someone um, came in, they said, you want my documents? Here they are. And he had a drawer full of stuff. He tipped it into a black garbage bag. And because I was the lowest of the low in that law firm, <laughs> I got the job of going through it. And it had lotto tickets and oh, matches wow. and, you know, <laughs> and it cost Our Lady a fortune, okay. even paying just my baby rates. Um, uh, so this stops that sort of nonsense because you can get smashed by disclosure from the other side mm. and it's just irrelevant. And, okay. you know, so it keeps everyone's cost down. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, there's a basic list of mm. uh, disclosure that is required in the central practice direction. Yes. And that's in our checklist. But there's yeah. another list for disclosure as well in in one other manual. Oh, I think it's in Rule 601. Yes. I think that's the yeah. one. Um, and that talks about disclosure, whether it's children matters. This is family court in Australia. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, and so with kids, it might be financial. It might be how much you've paid for their I don't know their gym memberships or or their um, eyeglasses or whatever it is or medical records, medical records and stuff. Yep, you might have had a child diagnosed with something. You put those records in. All of the things that are relevant to the children, and mm. it might be um, if they've even to some extent what your plans are for the future. If you've got a solid lease on a house, you put, you disclose that oh, in a so way. it's not even a document. It's disclosing your plans. Well, no, the documents, mostly it's the documents. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, and, and, um, well, let's have a look at the ones hmm. that are in the central practice yeah. direction. Yeah. So the generic ones is your three most recent tax returns. So that's basically the last three years. Yep. Yeah. And assessments. But don't get hung up on it. If you haven't done this year's tax or yeah. last year's tax, that's it, not the end it of says the just the three you've done. Um, but don't just do the assessment. Don't just send the document that you get from the tax department saying that you're getting this much refund or you owe this much money. You need to send your whole tax return. Oh, so and they make can sure, see what they're assessing. Yes, and make sure they do too. Okay. Because sometimes you'll see things like interest from foreign investments oh. and things that will ask raise some questions for ah, you. Yeah. So that looking at the tax return assessment is very giving. The tax return, yes, yes, yes. Is, is a lot more informative than, than just the, the assessment. Number. And yeah. they've signed it, they've sworn it's true, so you can really okay. hone Oh, there in on you that. go. There's a mum <laughs> tip for you. That's one off the rank. The <laughs> okay, so the other one is the completed superannuation form for each of your superannuation mm-hmm. interests. So that's the SIF form that we talked yeah. through in our course. The form six. The yeah. form six. So you have to now com- complete that information. Yes. And send it to the other and side. And send it to the other side. And, and so does your ex. And the, what's good about that is um, it was always on the financial statement, but nobody ever did it. Mm. Um, ah, so they're always, enforcing that now. Yes. Um, but it used to be hard because sometimes people don't know what super their ex-partner's got. Mm. Um, and so that requires them to disclose their superannuation. And, of course, you can double-check it if you ever go to court. Yeah, because it's in the portal. Because it's in the portal now. Yay. Yeah. Okay, and then bank statements of any account for the last 12 months. Mm. Yes. Now, we've had some listeners write in. Um, actually, it was a lovely member. And yes. someone, they they've unfortunately ended up in the court, nearly at court, and their, their ex's lawyer was asking for three years of bank statements. Yes, well, I think you wave this um, practice central practice direction around in front of that lawyer mm. and say, no, you're being excessive there. It's the last 12 months. Mm. And the, the central practice direction and the, the disclosure section says that's what the court would expect. Anything beyond that is likely to um, make it 
uh, much more expensive than it needs to be. Mm. Um, I mean, if you've got a very, very wealthy client and things have been really happening and you know, for instance, that several hundred thousand went in last year, yeah, then you, you might ask for one. a bit extra. Yeah. But, yes, so we're trying to just keep it relevant to the time and mm. so it just, you know, so and that's you where use it, that. That's where it can get expensive though. Like if you've yeah. got 12 months' worth of bank statements and you've got a lawyer do, do you go through 12 months' worth of bank statements as a lawyer? Yes. And how much does that cost? It depends how long it takes and how much activity there's been on the bank oh statements. Oh, gosh. But, you know, people have several bank accounts. I know. The thing is with the lawyers is that if we don't, um, we liable. could be sued yes. if we haven't picked something so up. So you have to go so through. So we have to have a look at it. But here's the thing. Don't send them through one at a time to your lawyer. If you've got a lawyer, don't send them through one at a time. Um, and I'll give you some other tips later. Yeah, at how the end, how to present how it. To, yeah. How to keep it so that it's not um, they ask, you give, they hand over, the, yeah, mm. all of that. Just mm. keep it. So they have to read it. Mm. But if you send it in a block, they'll charge in a block. Mm. of time for reading it and I'm I know what I'm looking for most lawyers do they're not looking you know to whether well, someone spent money on roses well, or, so, so other listeners written and said I don't want to give my no. bank statements because I went and bought lingerie from an adult shop or you know I did this or I've bought this yeah. and I'm embarrassed that they'll find out so does do, do, do lawyers just ignore that we do because we see it all the time right <laughs> We know everybody's what about, secret. What about if on the bank statements they're constantly going to the bottle shop? Or well, that's relevant. Or that's if, relevant. They're, if they're drawing out lump sums of, I've seen them where there's $500 twice a day from an RSL or a mm. club or something, that's relevant. Okay. You know, and then you might look back a little further. But the other stuff, look, I promise you, if you redact it, like if you draw a big red black Nico pen through it so you can't read it, mm. The other, what is the other side going to think? They're oh, think oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's where she's taken. So leave it there. It's nothing the lawyers haven't seen before. Mm. And, you know, it's you. You're just being authentically you <laughs> and let them worry about it. I've heard some funny stories. <laughs> so, okay, I get it. Bank statements the last 12 months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Share investment statements. Yeah. So stock if you've market, got any of that. Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, payslips for the last three months. Why do they only want three months of payslips but a year of bank statements? Well, because your, your tax returns show the your income for the year. Yeah. And it just proves whether you've had a sudden increase or a sudden drop. Okay. And so, yeah. You just do that. Okay. Details of any government payments, Centrelink. Yeah, all of that. You get. And a copy of any relevant medical reports. Yep. So if you can't work because mm-hmm. you're off work with your back or something's happened or if, um, uh, yeah, I think, well, I think anything that's relevant, like if you can't, if you can no longer, say you're a panel beater. I don't wonder how many of our ladies are panel beaters, but um, <laughs> they might be mum. They might be. Why do you of always use panel beater as an example? Because there are a lot of cases about panel beaters. Really? Yeah. Huh. There's cases. Well, in the old, like in the old days, like 10, 20 years ago, a lot of blokes well, had panel a panel beating, and they used to do it under the house, like ah, around the yard. Okay. And you couldn't sort of relocate that business. Where if you're a computer programmer, you just pack up your stuff and move. Gotcha. All yeah. right. So, so back to our panel beaters. So say well, all right. Say you're a cleaner normally and you were really earning good money as a mm. cleaner but you've hurt your shoulder yeah you'd put that in to say look my income's going to be lower mm-hmm. here's my three months pay slips or here's what I've been mm. drawing um because I've got an injury for my shoulder and here it is okay. or if you've got some other um long-term disability or, or illness that's likely to affect the future needs right yeah 
That's then you important. can put that in. If you know you've got some sort of sleeper thing happening and your future could be a bit uncertain or um, I've had them where you've got you've had surgery and you know you'll have to have more surgery in the future. So you okay. put all that in as well. Okay. Now there's credit card statements, which are kind of the same as bank statements, I yes. guess. Yep. Lease documents. Yeah. Uh, rental agreements, personal loans, finance, any finance documents, mm-hmm. car loan documents, mm-hmm. contracts and statements. You know, I'm not so sure with rental agreements if I would send that if there is a problem with storage. Okay. And, um, and we we're going to bring that up. Yes. Let's bring it up now. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because but it's, it's true. getting there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and if they know where you go to to do things, if you've got your uh, your credit card statement, and they know you always go calls on mm. Saturdays or something, mm. so that's a bit of a risk. If you are but, feeling like you're getting stalked mm. and you are worried about your, because you might be listening to this and have not done disclosure yet, mm. I know a trick that a lot of women that we've worked with in the past have done is taking cash out. That's absolutely right. And that way you can't lo- localise, pinpoint them. Where they are. Where that's they right. are because you are using cash. And you can buy your lingerie for cash. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so yeah, but when it comes to rental agreement, Mum, mm. if you've got a domestic violence situation mm. or you're worried about stalking... I'd redact that. Redact it. So that, like, it might be relevant if you're trying to establish you've got a secure home for the children. Yes. And especially in these days. Yes. Um, then you might want to show that the rental agreement is this much and uh, for this length of time and this is how much you pay, mm-hmm. but you can redact the address. The court won't force you there. Okay. Um, they do say um, in the Act that it, where it's going to put you at risk, you're not required to make the disclosure okay now in our disclosure checklist that you can download there is a checklist also for companies Mm. if you've got a company but you can have a look at that also if you've got a trust there's Mm. a lot of information you need to provide with trust is there anything you want to say on those before Mm, i do and businesses yeah so sometimes particularly if if the relationship's been a little bit one-sided a little bit coercive control um the other person might be the person who knows all about companies and knows all about the trusts and that is the disclosure they have to give if you're the person in control of it you give the disclosure but so it cuts both ways and it really is I I tell my clients it's a bit like turning your pockets inside out to prove you haven't got anything else Mm. you know because what people think people have got can hold up a whole settlement. Well, and that, and and literally this this all this work because then there's also physical asset disclosure. Mm. So that's the real estate agent pr- appraisal of any properties, your red book valuation of your car, yep. your boat if you've got one, your caravan, bikes. So it's and your furniture. It's basically putting a number and showing what the numbers are for everything yep. in your world of finance. Yep. This is what I say and here's the proof. This yep. is what I say and here's the proof. And really when it comes down to property settlement, Mum, mm. particularly property settlement, it all comes down to that everybody arguing over what the property pool is. They, that's right. Or uh, so And the, then how much they get. Yeah, so they, the first bit is always just establishing the property pool and that's mm. got to be done before you go to mediation really. And unless it's done, you can't really have a sensible discussion about settling it either Mm, because how can you say and you've said this before Mm. if you don't know how much you're fighting over you will never get yeah. What are you, you're never going to be able to decide well, who gets Unless what. you just give up. Yes. And then you you don't know what's fair. Now, this is takes us on to the next one. Mm. Some people do want to give up because the other side is just clamped tight, refuses to give details. Ah. There's no information provided. And we do get oodles, oodles ah. of messages about people saying, my ex won't disclose, they won't let me know. And we do our DIY disclosure episode. Yes. But what can you say to them so that they 
can stop stressing. I can say to them that your ex will get their comeuppance when you go to court because mm. the penalties for non-disclosure are set out in that practice management okay. um, direction, uh, sorry, central practice Which direction. Which we'll put in the notes. We'll put it there, yeah. yes. And so the p- penalties the court will impose now are things like um, award costs against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're really recalcitrant, um, they may just make orders by default for whatever you want. So you can just change it to have 100% of the property that you know about. Has that ever happened? Yes, yes. The court threatens, yeah, yeah, because they've got no patience anymore um, with people who string things out. (laughs) And all I have to do is write to the other side and say, well, if you don't disclose, I'm asking for default orders for 100% of the property pool. So what are you going to do about that? Next thing they're advice, handing your documents. Very general <laughs> advice. So yeah. this is Australian family law and yeah. mum doesn't know everybody's situation. Yeah. But if someone right now listening in their car or while they're doing the cleaning and they've got an ex who won't disclose their business information or their bank statements or whatever, what can they write if they're self-repped? Okay, you should just laugh quietly <laughs> to yourself and rub your hands together and write to them and say, fair enough, I think it's worth about this and give a high figure mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to ask for default orders, uh, particularly if it's their application mm. and then they, because coercive controlling people often start these things and then balk at having to give the, the evidence. So you just point out to the registrar um, or whoever you're before next time that they haven't made proper disclosure and have your evidence. Here's the days I wrote and asked this, they haven't done this, so I'd like orders by default. Now, a registrar may or may not, or a judge may or may not give orders by default on that day. But what they have done for me in the past is they note at the bottom um, that the, you know, that the respondent has said, uh, has asked that on the next occasion, if disclosure hasn't occurred, that default orders be made in terms of their response. So basically, they can't smack on the bottom. Well, they can't get the stuff to you quick enough. Okay. All right. So that's court. But what about disclosure for mediation? Same thing, I think. You threaten a mediator? Well, They'll hold up the mediation. Okay, so you would have to bring it to court. So there's that thing. Here's one Mm. of these things people have been in. They've they've been invited to mediation through the pre-action procedures. They have to go, but they're saying... But I don't want to go. It's going to be a waste of time. The other side hasn't disclosed. Well, I think I don't think. But they don't want them to get that certificate. Okay, so you've got to be careful. Okay, so you're talking about the certificate for Mm. the children's matters. Yes. if, you'll have to make an assessment of your own case, mm-hmm. but um, if there is something not disclosed, yeah. um, if you don't think the mediation will be successful, you've got to choose whether it, you have to go anyway just to stop being told that it wasn't fair mm-hmm. um, or whether you say, I'm not wasting my money until you disclose this. So children's matters would be slightly different. I think yeah. there's always benefit talking about kids. Yeah. But when it's property, you can say out because there's in the central practice direction, my new favourite thing, mm. there is a list of documents that should be provided to the mediator and a date by which it should be provided. So if they don't provide it, mm-hmm. um, they've cost you or they've they've failed the mediation. Yes. you know. And then if yeah. you have to go to court and the court says, have you taken genuine steps? Uh, you can say, well, I have, but they haven't. They didn't disclose. And then there could be cost consequences again. Okay. I know it's frustrating. Um, you, you've got to, the, the bottom line is you can pressure them to give you stuff, 
Mm. Uh, but the only way you can actually get it if they absolutely turn into a statue and won't is through subpoenas and, you know, Okay, being so that's the next stage. Yeah. And I guess, but like you said, you can say to the judge, well, disclosure hasn't occurred mm. and then the judge can do their judgy yeah. things. And you can write a letter to him or his lawyer and just say, I'm, I'm dobbing. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm going to tell the registrar when we, I'm going to file an application and I'm going to put in there that because you didn't give me, and be precise, mm. one, two, three, four, these documents, you've mm-hmm. got to know they exist. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to be asking for costs against you for okay. these proceedings. And this is all general advice. Yeah, it's general advice. But you can talk to, if you've got a lawyer, talk to them about yeah. it, but point it out and go, well, look, when it does come to property, if people aren't disclosing properly, it would. it's kind of like just arguing for the sake of arguing with no real end point. That's what well, I see it, it as. It, that's right. It's trying to, it's them trying to get you to accept their point of view without giving you the evidence yeah, by which you should. Which is not fair. Not fair no. at all. So then it comes to, so that's if they don't. Hmm. And of course, you can also use your DIY disclosure and find out some of the stuff yourself. Oh, a lot of the stuff yourself. Um, yeah. But what happens if you think it's too much? What if they're demanding and they're refusing to go to mediation or they're demanding that unless they have the last 10 years of your bank statements and the last, you know, every possible thing that is not listed in the central central practice directions for a disclosure what do you do you're invited to our free webinar whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process we are here to empower you to take control Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Reserve My Seat. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. What happens if you think it's too much? What if they're demanding and they're refusing to go to mediation or they're demanding that unless they have the last 10 years of your bank statements and the last, you know, every possible thing that is not listed in the central central practice directions for a disclosure, Mm. what do you do? Well, you go back to your central practice direction Mm -hmm. and there is a an obligation on lawyers and parties, so not even if they're self-represented, to keep the case um, at a reasonable size yeah. um, and not spend too much money, or a disproportionate amount of money mm-hmm. on the thing. So if they're asking for stuff that's not in the central practice direction and there isn't any real good reason for it, call them out on it because mm-hmm. um, it may be that they're either trying to run up your costs or they don't know maybe or something or I hate to think the lawyers might be doing it but that's not necessary and refer them back to the direction at practice direction and say unless you can give me a good reason Mm. for these other documents I'm not giving them to you. Now if you and we're going to talk about how to give them to the other side Mm. but if you are with a lawyer and they've got a lawyer and you provide disclosure does your ex get to look at it all? Mm. Yes. Okay, so your ex still gets to see it all? Yes. Okay. So some people are worried about stalking, like we've already yes. mentioned. Is there any way, like with subpoenas could, yeah, and with, with disclosure, you can opt- to protect yourself? Yeah. Okay, so with disclosure, the, the, the um, Act says that no matter what these directions say, it's always got to be safe. Mm-hmm. So you can put to them that you would disclose it, but it's not safe, or you're, you're disclosing it, it's redacted, in certain things, you mm-hmm. might leave the amount, say in the tax, in the 
in your credit card but cross out where it was you shopped something like that yeah yeah I think I think that you can protect yourself that way and sometimes some of the stuff they want is just nonsense Mm. and it's going to run up the cost so just keep that point to them that it's got to be within the range of stuff that's going to help you prove your case okay all right um so when it comes to actually doing it now Mm. in the old days Mm. (laughs) even as back as the old days as when i was going through it it and when your grandma was was a baby (laughs) scanning it and uploading it and Uh, emailing it yeah page by page painful by page, page. page or zip filing it yeah. so what do people do Jeez. now well and before that we used to go over to each other's offices and oh spend gosh. half a day in their in their very uncomfortable chair in their interview room going through oh the gosh. stuff and asking for copies and putting sticky notes so now it's it so when then it went to you soft copies were great and now the court has said look you've got to do an index mm-hmm. and you will normally need a drop box Dropbox or a Google Google Drive Drive or something. So most people do that. And then you add your documents to it, add to the index and upload your document. It's all there. They're all clickable links and that helps everybody really. And and a good tip, like you've said, Mum, is because the disclosure has to continue the whole way through until finally settled. So if you do get a new bank statement, do you just upload it? Well, Because that sucks. Not if you're going to um, a lawyer... Yeah. And giving them one bank statement at a time okay, is a fine way of running up your bill too much. Yes. Yes. So every few months, just I'd so send here them. you go, here's a new data dump. Yes. Yes. Um, wow. I know. But so hopefully, um, the court's new system, they're very much hoping that all the cases will be finished in a year. <laughs> so when, when they're uploading and giving all the data across, hmm. So one of our listeners, imagine they're listening today and their ex is disclosing. So yes. what does the lawyer do? Do they write to them and say, hey, I'm about to give your your ex is giving us your disclosure. Do you want to look at it? Like, is that what? No. What do they usually, ask from your clients when it comes to disclosure? Yeah. So we say, uh, for your information, here's the disclosure. Have a look at it. Let me know if there's anything you're worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a look at it. We've just noted these two things or these three things and can you shed any light on that? What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a disclosure document that <laughs> made you laugh? It did make me laugh. It was a bit of an aha moment. Yeah. Um, a person who said he was away at a certain Queensland town mm. working um, was actually in Hong Kong. Oh, <laughs> a mama. Yes. <laughs> busted. And buying jewellery. Or did someone steal his credit card? No, no, no he was there. Oh, that's busted. Yeah, so, I see. So not only does disclosure show what you're spending your money on, it'll show, shows you where you are, mm. what you're doing. So if that was redacted, well, you would have said, why is it redacted? Why is it redacted? I'd have put on a real turn okay. because we thought he was dodgy. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yes, so there's a lot to be said for just being open and transparent. Mm. And there was nothing wrong with him going there. Well, why so I don't lie? know what his problem was. Oh, there you go. That's just one of those people that just love lying. Maybe. No, he, I think he was trying to build himself up as something he wasn't, but, uh. you know. So, yeah, so just tell the truth. It's just easier. Yes. Um, And, you know, most of the things that you're worried about, um, lingerie, et cetera, doesn't doesn't even cause a blip in the radar of the judge and it can't be used in court. It's just just, something we just gloss over. Yeah, right. So when it comes to us saying maybe if you don't want people to know, get cash out, Mm. what if you find a bank statement and it's all just cash withdrawals? Is that a red flag? Uh, 
um, no, I have a look and see how much it was. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's the, like that person with the two five hundred dollar withdrawals a day yeah. from the club, I don't think he was spending that on groceries. Okay. Um, so there's a reasonable living expense, do yeah. you know. And if yeah. you can see that, for instance, that the mortgage payments are up to date, mm. it could be that it's cash. So okay. yeah. All right. But people so, run. Do, so some people. Sorry, Laura, but some people you might have heard me bang on about my I budgeting know. system. My partner uh, does that now. Yes. He just uses cash. I hate it. Yes. So and so I much. do too that Ramsey thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people who do that when things are tight. Yes. Which yeah. is a great idea, except like some of the banks are refusing to give out that much cash these days. Just there was like a sign up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> saying we only give out a certain amount of cash every day or something per person. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so when it comes to the different personality types and disclosure, mm. does – oh, also, before we do that, if you do end up in mediation or at court and you've been given something that has been disclosed that's like – like you said, that mm. guy was in Hong Kong mm, when he said mm. he was working, how do you use it? How, well, do, you, how do you say, look – Dodgy or look, no. cheating or hiding or money stashing. In that case, it didn't matter a hill of beans. It just didn't matter. Oh, okay. Um, but what but, if you find something that matters? How do you point oh, that out well, to someone? Your barrister will, will know about it. But if you if you don't, if you're if you self-repped. Bar- okay, self-repped, um, you would write a letter and yes. give them an aha and tell them you're dobbing so on this. Dear and invite them. other side. No, yeah, no, no, the no, other no, side. I found yeah, out. I found it, I've seen this document. What is the explanation for this? <laughs> God. Really? So, um, but you wouldn't. Gotcha. Yeah, but not on lingerie or going to yeah, Hong Kong. No. But like if someone's invested, one guy, $13,000 just disappeared and, and then he started getting money from this ATM thing and it turns out he'd bought ATMs. I didn't okay. know you could do that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and so he'd quietly peeled off money oh. and bought ATMs, which we picked up. Right. And uh, that was interesting because rather than tell us all about it, he settles. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. So yeah. disclosure can be a way of getting oh. someone to go, oh, I've been busted, yes, I'll settle. Yes, because if they've told lies, big lies, like the only reason you'd use that uh, Hong Kongy type thing would be um, – to prove that they, they don't always tell the truth, right. to establish their credit. If they're telling other yes. lies, you want to be able to say, well, here's an example of a lie, of a lie that, that he's proven told. is true. Yeah, that he, he swore it in an affidavit and here's the evidence. But, you know, just you always should be thinking about how you can use it to settle. Okay. You know. So so uh, do people settle without disclosure? <sighs> Some people do. You can't do it if you're going to get consent orders in the court uh, because the court has to know that the orders are just and equitable. Okay. So the only time it comes up is if um, people are just doing it between themselves, which isn't a property property settlement anyway, or if um, if they're doing a financial agreement. Uh, If they do a what we used to call the binding financial agreement, you don't have to make disclosure in that document, but holy smokes... (laughs) Um, it, it's, it's some risky. people, yeah, it's risky. Look, some people will say to me, "He hasn't got anything." I know he hasn't got anything. He just he just wastes it, mm. and so I don't need to know. And he's probably not telling me because he hasn't got anything, and he's embarrassed. So, you know, they can do that. You can do that. I think some people do just give up mm. and go, "Look, it's chicken feed anyway." Mm. If you get them to swear to s- swear a financial statement that this is all they've got. You're entitled to rely on that. So right. even if you're just doing consent orders, mm-hmm. um, get them 
to fill out that document, the application for a consent order has all their information and they've got to swear that's true. Mm. Then you settle. You haven't seen the proof of the documents, but he's sworn that that's the document. That's yeah. what they've got. And then if it later turns out they're sailing around the South Pacific in a yacht they had, um, you can reopen it and say to the court, he lied. He lied in his Yeah, he, he swore this. I only agreed because this is what I thought. The property pool was, please reopen it under Section 79A or okay. the equivalent. Yeah, But it's better to know. Yeah, I think you just want it over. It's yeah. better to know, but, but, but some people just don't want to die in a ditch yeah. over that last couple of dollars, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes you have to ask yourself what difference it will make. Yeah. If it it's, makes a huge difference, then you should. Yeah. So if you're going to get... I don't know, 50-50 of a $100,000 property pool, well, that's 50000 If you If it's hidden 5000 of it, mm. that might not be worth the cost of the going to court. The legal fees of going to get so people to look at right. it. That's yeah. right. And the anxiety and the stress and the delay and yeah. the uncertainty. So, so there's, yeah. Do medi- so do mediators or judges look at the disclosure or only the bits of information that you provide to them? Yeah, only the stuff we provide to them. Okay. Um, we we would go through and go, this is really relevant yeah. or, or, oh, no, we've checked that. That's all they're earning. This is, you know, this all seems okay. Mm. Or hang on, what's this extra money coming in or, you know, yeah. what's this promotion or how come that person's putting an extra $300 a week in their super that they didn't mm. normally have to put in so they they actually have money to spare. If you're looking at so a spousal maintenance claim or something or yeah. they're not paying the mortgage but they're feathering their own nest by putting money in the super. So, yeah, the court can't go through all that. They'd go crazy, the judges. So yeah. what they do is they rely on the solicitors to verify, check what needs to be done. Anything that's really relevant would then be given to the mediator or... Um, to a judge. If a mediator forms a view that a person hasn't been fair dinkum in trying to resolve the case, um, then sometimes they'll say that. In, a, in the 60i for children, they'll say that, didn't mm. give a fair go. Um, with uh, property matters, I think you can only make the allegation. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to the different personality types mm. and disclosure, mm. um, avoidant Disclosure must be very hard. It is. It is. If they're just generally, genuinely avoidant mm. um, because either they don't want the marriage to be over or they just can't be bothered or they're depressed, mm. um, then, yeah, you've got to make it easy for them, mm. you know. And if you're avoidant, and, and I remember mm. having to do the disclosure and I was like, put it on the bottom of the list, put it, I just, mm. I left it for so long because it was just a horrible, it's monotonous a massive, task. It's massive. You have to sit there and download your bank statements, you get mm. all that information. It's just, you're like, okay, that's going to take me at least half a day. But I think the new directions um, that limit it, mm. zone, that's you good. know, that was yeah. good because yeah. you just have to do those. Yeah. And then they've got to establish why anything more than that is necessary. Mm. And, and you've covered yourself if you do that. And they eat the frog first situation yeah and i know we've said this in other episodes but if you are an avoidant and not because you're a bad person just because you're just kind overwhelmed of, like that lady wrote on facebook yes. the other oh day i can't do anything you're saying yeah. because i just can't deal with the the emotional trauma that i'm going yeah. through and we get that Absolutely. but if you ever have a good day where it's spare I mean, no one ever has a spare good day <laughs> these days at the moment. But if you do find you've got a spare good day, maybe your mum's looking after mm. the kids, maybe um, the, you've got a public holiday or something, try and get the disclosure prepared mm. now before yeah. you need to do it in a hurry. That's right. You know what's going to be needed. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and 
don't be tied up with perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, have a go at it. Yeah, and if know, they and see if there's, there's something missing, missing they'll you let you know. <laughs> sort that out. Yes, that's if right. it's self wrapped. Yeah. So you'd send that drive link to the other side or yeah. to the other side's lawyer. Well, yes. If the if you're not haven't got a lawyer, so yeah. this is what I say: people can save a lot of money if they have. And I get that people can't. Sometimes yeah. they just can't be doing. Yeah. But the reality is, when your lawyer asks you for it, it's no easier. Mm. So mm. it's better in a way to be proactive and, yeah. and be able to say to your lawyer, "Look, I've got here. Here it is. I've done his disclosure. I've done, I've done my disclosure. Yes, here's here the index. Is. Here it is. Just yeah. quickly scan it through. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know. And if you've got a lawyer, you can't really talk to the other lawyer. Yes. Um, but if you haven't got a lawyer, you can do it directly. Okay. And just get it done. Uh, it's a waste of time. Many, many letters back and forth. You still haven't done this. And people did used to. They'd, you'd give them everything, honestly, everything. You were cleaning the lint out of your belly button to send to them. So they had everything. And then still And then they'd, you'd come up to a trial or a mention date and they go, four o'clock the afternoon before you haven't given us this and you think oh and then they go before the judge and go oh she didn't give us this whereas now they actually say that they're satisfied with the disclosure and you give an undertaking that there's nothing more to give right um and it just kind of keeps it contained because it did used to be and and because you'd be like six months between mentions in the court Mm. um and some people that the lawyers would wait until a week before and go, we want updated disclosure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just keep it going. I, I think eating the frog first and setting aside time is one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. When I'm overwhelmed, though, um, I'm better to use, like, James Clear, that atomic habits, just to do a little bit little every way. day. Yeah. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel so bad. So you could download our checklist and yeah. go, I'm going to do one thing off the disclosure checklist every day. Just before I have my done. glass of wine or before yeah. I have my coffee. Yeah. Before, or before I, before I, I eat that show. chocolate. Yeah. And then reward yourself idea. at the end. So it just yeah. depends on your personality and where you're at mm. in, in this journey. Yeah. And I know sometimes because we're talking to each other, <laughs> we forget that these people, the, some of them, our listeners are going through hell. Like you, you, you might be literally going through hell. You're moving house. You're packing up house. You're couch surfing maybe. You don't know where you're going to be living. You're yeah. in between two different new worlds. Like yeah. your next life's going to be amazing, but you've got to get to that point. And, and this is the yucky bit you've got to get yeah, And the lawyers do tend to, we do, and we don't mean to, um, but we do tend to be a bit businesslike about it mm. and and treat you almost as though everything's hunky-dory. Yeah, everything's it's, fine. You're totally yeah, just, fine. Yeah. Your life's fine. But, but actually, no, you're like Your life's while you're doing apart. that, you're, yeah, and the kids are probably playing up yeah. and, yeah, yeah, all that. So, so we get it. I don't want to sound too glib. No. Um, but. Give it, give it your best give shot. It your best we know shot. we know that you're going through hell, but unfortunately, there's no excuse to the, the court, court yeah. to say I'm sorry, but I'm really struggling. You know, the the court knows that getting it done is the best way to get you through, mm-hmm. and then you'll be on your way to emotional and and freedom. Uh, financial freedom. Yeah, Yay. so you've got to get through in one piece. Okay, all right, manipulative and controlling. Mm. Disclosure and manipulative and controlling. Yeah. So they're likely to have a little plan maybe to run up your legal costs by asking for weird things again. Use your central practice direction as a shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be wanting to dig for more things than they're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when you say, say what if you? What if the lawyer that represents you, say some of them are represented yeah. by a lawyer, and they say, oh, the other side's asked for bank statements for the next seven years. Do you say to your lawyer, I'm sorry? No, tell them no. Okay. Say to your lawyer, so you can you say no to your lawyer. 
Yes. Okay. You can say, but doesn't the central practice direction? <laughs> so you can click Don't the, us in. Click uh, the uh, central practice direction, yeah, and download say, it, thought, and go, I thought number but yeah, something, I thought something could only have 12 this. months. Yeah. Have they given a reason? So asking for a reason yeah. before doing silly. Yeah. If it's not specified, ask for the reason. Okay. Why? So manipulative controlling, probably look for the sneaky tricks that we've talked about in yes. the DIY disclosure. Yeah. So that's the so credit cards that are on the positive instead yes. of a negative. Some people can miss that. Yeah. Also, if they've got a betting account, yep. that can have positives. That's yep. a bit tricky. Um, also, um, they, they may get into you and ask for details about things they know will hurt you mm. or but it might just be a red herring and they're hiding something sometimes mm. manipulative and controlling people don't realize that they project onto you so, <laughs> so it's when a good someone sign goes, if they're asking for it yeah, you should ask you for must it. be hiding money and you go oh why are you hiding money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> brilliant okay all right that leaves high conflict mum and disclosure yes same thing just work to rule keep keep them there keep them contained and point out their bad behavior yeah to the lawyer and go no this is in the practice directions yep. we're not supposed to be doing this much that's right yeah and if they want to <clears throat> ask more details yep. of disclosure so you've provided it and they want more information mm, you've got it reasonableness i think reasonable because if you don't Think about this. What if if they go to court and ask a judge, will you look like you're being sneaky right. or will you look like you're being harassed and mm. you're just not getting into it? So, and, and if it's easy, do the blooming thing. And we've always said with high conflict, the best way to shut it, shut them down is to provide irrefutable proof. In, Irrefu- irrefutable, irrefutable proof. Absolutely. Proof. And it then just they can't argue. They That's can't right. argue. So even though you might have to do a little bit more painful mm. Uh, mm. work for them, I mm-hmm. guess, that's what it feels like, yeah. you're shutting the argument down. That's right. I mean, and and if it's a simple thing, don't make a big issue, just send it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, sometimes they get a kick out of knowing that you don't want to give it, mm. do you know. So, mm. yeah, so just be careful with just that sort of. Talk oh. to your psychologist. Yes. <laughs> and go, how am I supposed to deal with the yeah. fact that my ex knows all my personal comings and goings yeah. for the last 12 months so so you need to know that if you ever end up in court or in a mediation and and let's face it we all have to act as though we might end up in court every letter we write every document we don't every produce, text every text everything is probably imagine it's going to be read out loud in court by some barrister oh god uh, <laughs> um so we're all likely like even if you're not going to end up in court you need to act as though you are so you Mm. have to conduct yourself conduct yourself really well Mm. um, and put a lid on it like you said counsellors I find it funny though um, this is digressing because we need to talk about amicable but uh, barristers or QCs or KCs or or judges even reading out things that are inappropriate like inappropriate texts or and they do if they do it in a proper English accent like I've seen that on the TV have you seen that in the court yes so so the court things have changed time for another little quick story so years ago with divorce where there were had to be proven an infidelity or desertion or cruelty sometimes you would write down on a little piece of paper and give it to the judge in an envelope what um 
what the person did, like infidelity, and mm. it was called a discretion statement. And the judge would just have a look, raise his eyebrows because they were all men, put it back in the envelope, and then that Set was it on never. Fire and, yeah, no. away. <laughs> um, and then also, and even when I started in practice, if someone said a swear word to mm. your client mm. and you wanted to give evidence of it, you would write it on a, on a page, show it to the client. Is that what your husband called you? Yes, show it to the judge. Oh wow! And but now you can they swear just, now. Well, I wouldn't. But you can't. I never do. Um, but that people don't seem to redact. They don't seem to take that out anymore. Oh, wow! Because you used to do things like F star hash dollar sign whatever. <laughs> oh gosh! But now people seem to be a little bit um, letting it all out. But now, I'd be very careful not to offend the court. Yes, you've got to. It's it's, it's, it's a dignified. You've thing. explained it, and I think disclosure is kind of like I I see the court as like the principal's office. Yes. And I see disclosure as like your homework. And like you've always said in lots of other episodes, you've got to clean, you sh- have clean shoes, a clean face, your hair done well, and you look like and act like the best kid in the class. Yes. The teacher's pet. Yes. Yes, I've done my homework, Your Honour. Yep. Yes, I'm here on time, Your Honour. Yes. yes, I speak to you with, with respect. respect. Yes. Because if you don't, that's giving, even though it shouldn't, but yeah. it's giving them a reason to not like you. That's right. It's like a job interview because yeah. they haven't seen you before. Yeah. And by the time you get before a judge, they've probably read what your other ex has mm. said about you, which mm. is probably not complimentary. Mm. Um, and then they've read what you said about the other. They don't know who to believe. It's mm. just some person you don't know. You two pop up and they go, oh, I don't know. Mm. Um, but make a good first impression. Yeah. And don't be that person who has been stuffing around with, with disclosure unless it's begetting unreasonable if if they ask for something and it's not in that little guideline but it's not that big a deal mm. don't make it a big deal yeah. just send it over and with amicable i guess you just follow the rules yeah look yeah. at the checklist do it all anyway yeah sometimes people do it together but do it yes do just it. because you're amicable because we've done an episode which i would love you to listen to called amicable mm. Uh, when amicable goes wrong. Oh, yes. But you should do the disclosure even if you're amicable yep. because you might find if they don't want to do it, then it's not amicable. That's right. It, but it's, it's also the better you know. It is. And when they go, let's not get lawyers involved. Let's not do disclosure. Not do disclosure. You don't need to see we can what just, bank We can is. just agree that this is the property. You tell your lawyer, yes, well. That is a red flag. Yeah, you need to look and yeah. you need to show. So everyone needs to turn their purses out, p- yeah. turn their pockets out and and then everything's clear because at the end of the day, the court has to make an order that is just and equitable. Yeah. And if they don't know the facts, they won't. They won't. And you, at some stage, have to swear a document that says, that you says do? this is my. These are my assets, and okay. the per- other person has to swear that's these are my assets. Okay. So you make sure they're like, let's do this amicably. Let's just get it through. Make sure they're actually are going to be amicable Mm. it's not just words it's actions and one of the actions is showing their disclosure do you know if you were buying a house off someone and you made friends with them Mm. you still do all the searches yeah yeah that's true (laughs) you're still you know you're still still careful yeah it's a sensible business deal yeah Okay, because you, you might end up with debt if you would like to listen to our divorce, <laughs> divorce debt and STDs, yes. sexually transmitted debt. Yes. You could also end up with debt if you don't do your disclosure Absolutely. properly. Absolutely. Sorry, because it's important. Be, yep. Yeah. You, um, your lawyer will, or you, if we've told you how to do your discovery, where you do searches, make sure there's not any other properties around, make mm. sure there's not um, any loans. businesses, mm. any loans, any liabilities that you've got. 
rack your brains. Have you been a guarantor on a document? Um, I've had people who have signed documents when they've just got out of one one lady many years ago, had pneumonia, mm. and um, on the way back from the hospital, she was very ill. He dropped in at a car yard and she signed a, war- a guarantee on his um four-wheel drive and you know and almost forgot she'd done it um same with if you've just had children or if you just typically you trust that person if they put a document in front of you usually just sign it oh yes 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 yeah so you need to check you might not check much during the relationship but when it all goes to putty you got it you've got it yeah so if you are interested in downloading our free dear, uh, free disclosure checklist, go to the divorce course, www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and you can download that checklist. I'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you have not considered giving us a review yet, we would love it if you could. Yes. Um, even if you just don't want to write anything, just tap and give us five stars. That it, would be great. Five stars is five great. Five stars would be great. Purging yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but if you would like to leave us a review, every month we choose one lucky person mm. to get a free chat with mum and last month's person is very excited. So she's already booked to talk to you, mum. So oh, we lovely. would love for some more reviews because every time we get a review, we it pushes our podcast out to other people who Who are just like you who might need it so thank you mum for your information on disclosure and good luck to to all of you out there who are going through the disclosure dance um, and going through divorce or separation we we, our hearts go out to you again and we love hearing from you please keep messaging in and giving us giving us um kind of the direction on which we take all our episodes absolutely absolutely and and you know um you're all on the path to getting out. You are. You, whatever stage you're at, you're yeah. on the path now. If you're listening to us, then yes. you're on the path. You're on the and path, and your, it will end. You got you're sorted. Yes, <laughs> you've, got, you've got team us. You've got team us. All right. Thank you, Mum, for your time. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.